we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Welcome, dear listeners, to the Nonsense Bazaar. It's me, Willow Truman. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. And I'm Sequoia Kennedy. (laughs) He's here too. I'm here too. And uh, today we're going to be talking about five-time presidential candidate David Raphael of the political party, the Light Party. And... Mm. um, Zero time president. <laughs> you know, this is the second time we've discussed a presidential candidate on the show. Yeah. A lot of people like to run for president, even if it's just as like, you know, a uh, third time. A performance. Third time. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. We have John McAfee. Yep. And who else? Fourth. Well, I was going to say William Dudley Pelly. Yeah, he did. He, he did, did run, run for president. I don't think we count, count Guy Ballard. Oh, yeah. He didn't actually run. Well. He yelled a lot. And now we- So, we got another one. Another one. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get into David and the light party- Yes. Which sounds fun. I want to go to a light party. Yeah, hell yeah. We're going to do a little little thing that we've never done before. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to try another- We're going to try a bit that uh, I think we're going to- Try to repeat. So I have with me my tarot deck. One day I'll do a big old dive into tarot. But I I really love the tarot and something I've never really talked about. Tarot is cool. Yeah. And so we were thinking that we could do a card draw at the beginning of a show and then... At the end, we'll talk about how it ties in. Yeah. Whatever we Our feel reflections on it. Because the thing about tarot is contains the entirety of everything, of all parts of the universe. So you can... All of it. There's always a lesson to be learned in any situation from All any right. given card. Are you going to draw? Am I going to draw? draw. You going to draw? Yeah. All right. Tarot. I'm, I'm a good tarot guy. I all like, right. I'm, all I'm right. All right. I'm proud of my all tarot. Right. It's my one. Let's see. This is my spooky tool. So I'm going to shuffle this more times than I'm going to let the audience hear. I'm I gonna, would <laughs> hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just so this is for them. I'm going to tell them because otherwise they'll be like, ah, oh, you, you stack the deck. All right. Shuffling it good and hard. Don't you worry, listener. God damn it. <laughs> All right. So for, for David Raphael and the light party, we have the ace of wands. Okay. The essence of fire, action, impulsivity, mm-hmm. light, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Action. Sort the source of, of all the potential. Beginning, yeah. Representing, I use the uh, the Thoth tarot, um, Crowley's tarot deck, by the way, for all you fucking nerds out there. Uh, representing Kether in the realm of Atsaluth. All right, what does it mean, though? It means act, it means, I'm explaining what that means. It's the first, it's the first sphere of the first tree. It's, it's the start, the first impulse, the essence of fire, right? Right. Of action, of impulse, yes, of starting. Yes, because wands 
is fire. Let there be light Mm -hmm. and shit like that. Yes, at the beginning. Yeah. So. So that's very appropriate. Yeah, already. I told you I was fucking good at this shit. You are so good. (laughs) Full cards like. You are so good. They'd they'd shoot me in the Old West for that. Aces up my sleeve and shit. Ace of Wands. Card of the episode. Card of the episode. So, (laughs) third party, write-in candidates, nothing new. Nothing new. We all know about a fucking, I I don't even want to know how many votes fucking Harambe got. Uh, Mickey Mouse. Right. D's nuts. uh, (laughs) Limber butt McCubbins. There's so many. Too many to name. Limber butt McCubbins is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. That's really cute. I I love limber butt. Um, But in 2008... A man named David Raphael of the Light Party. He was so sure of his presidential win. He even printed and sent out invitations to all of San Francisco to attend his cosmic celebration of the inaugural ball in the USS Enterprise in the Pacific Ocean. Now, if this gives you any indication of how out there he is, I genuinely don't know if... By USS Enterprise, he means the spaceship from Star Trek or the decommissioned U.S. Navy aircraft carrier. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And that's the great thing about David. You don't know what, what's going on. <laughs> you have no idea what's happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just assaulted by the weirdness of it all. Yeah. Okay. So here's part of the invitation. Sequoia, would you like to read this? I would. All right. Should I do the voice it's written in or the real voice? So he's from Long Beach, New York. He has a little bit of a New York accent, but not too much. Okay. Not Not too much. The heralding epic making event has the potential to initiate an unprecedented global renaissance through transmissions of continuous, dynamically creative, artistic, musical expressions. Whoa. That's incredible. What? Heralding epic making event so focused on the accent i missed the words an epic making event it's a continuous dynamic global renaissance 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 Renaissance. yeah three transmissions of continuous dynamically creative artistic musical expressions which end quote inspire delight heal and enlightened this inspired metamusical event, a climax to a 15 billion year story, is rated FE for everybody. That's like a really big promise for an invitation. It's a huge promise. And if I received that, how disappointing when it doesn't have, like the climax to a 15 billion year story. I get rated that. Rated FE for everybody. Like you can bring your kids, you can bring your dog, you can bring whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two types of people in the world. Okay. Okay. People who show up or people who stay home to event an event. You get a piece of mail like that. Are you going or are you stay, are you going as? It depends. Where is this USS Enterprise? Okay. I, mean, I need more of the invitation. If I see the USS Enterprise, either one. I'm getting in I'm it. Getting on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's only one type of person in the world. You're getting on the Enterprise. I'm getting on it. I do. You can pass that up. All right. So David Raphael, he's running for president. 2008. Yeah. 2007, building up to the election. He writes this public statement titled, Dear Friends. 
And this, this public statement is really written quite creatively. It is. Um, I'm having fun with it. He is. I can't tell if like he's stoned when he wrote. Pro- probably not. I don't get the sense that he does any drugs or anything. Not at this point in his life. Not anymore. Exactly. You know how sometimes old people love to use the dot 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 in their writing. I do too, though. It's a bad habit. I do too, but yeah. he he really uses it. Right. He really uses it to like a hilarious extent. Word. <laughs> and. <laughs> Sometimes he even talks about himself in third person in like this wistful manner. That's very interesting. So I'm going to read some of this public statement right now, dear friends. And All right. I'm going to cue the music. Yeah. Think about it. Would this grab you? Dear friends, I imagine some of you want to know my story. <laughs> How did I get to be who I am and do that? which we're doing right here, right now. It's quite a story. And I'm sure if we choose to look back on our lives, past lives included, we can all appreciate the fact that our existence and continual survival is profoundly mysterious. And that life has and continues to offer these extraordinary choices, which continue to imbue our lives with uniqueness that is us. What the fuck was that sentence? So I invite you to enter into my imagination and world. Come join me on this journey of learning about the story of David, artist, physician, Kabbalist, entrepreneur, visionary, and founder of the Light Party. There you wow. go. Man thinks highly of himself. He sure does. The third person. So this letter continues on to explain his life. He was born Dolph Bruce Ornstein, the son of David and Miriam Ornstein. Dolph Bruce? Dolph Bruce. Wow. All right. Yes. That's a name. It really is, isn't it? It's a hell of a name. Yeah. I just, you're an asshole for not keeping it. <laughs> David, Dolph Bruce Ornstein. Why not keep Dolph? Dolph is not a bad name to keep. Dolph Bruce, DB. Someone should, D- DB Ornstein? DB Ornstein. That's a good name. That's the coolest name I've ever heard in my life. David Raphael pales in comparison to DB Ornstein. DB, I swear okay. to God, DB Ornstein's the best name I've ever heard. That's my fake name. So he continues on telling us that he spent a good part of his life adjusting to the earth plane. You you forgot his birthday. Oh, he's born July 4th, 1947 in Manhattan. Born on the 4th of July. Indeed. He was born to fireworks and celebration. That's what he said. You were born in a hospital. (laughs) Where you were born. (laughs) And then they moved to Long Beach, New York. Build America's healthiest city. So he's a rich kid. It seems that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) he spends a good part of his childhood adjusting to the earth plane while listening to classical music and virtually living in the water. He spends four to five hours per day in the water. Definitely a rich kid. Yeah. He says he, he led in 
innocent, idyllic life. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> he was got fucking catch for days. <laughs> he was known to have a tremendous sense of humor. He was the class comedian, the best all-around athlete. He was just good at everything. He could make you laugh. He could he could do everything. Could he make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is a very interesting part of the letter where he says, Dolph was a good kid, real goofy, but a good kid. Dot dot dot. Mm. Anyway, I graduated high school early. That's <laughs> like, I love that. All right, sure. talking about yourself like your previous self. Yeah. The before you renamed yourself, like he's a different person. You're not Dolph anymore. You're David. He's David. Yeah, yeah. So he graduates high school early. Dolph died a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> D.B. Ornstein. I haven't heard that name. D.B. Ornstein never even got a chance to live. <laughs> Goes on to college. He excels in sports again. Handball specifically. What, are, what is handball? Oh, man. He's such a fucking rich fucking... <laughs> what is handball? What is that? Oh, it's... Oh, is that a sport? What yeah, the- it's at the... If unless I'm fucking up, it's that thing we played in gym class where you could like you got the ball, you could dribble it three times, you could step three steps or run for three seconds or some bullshit like dribble it for three seconds or some silly. Seems shit. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> he's really good at handball, I guess. Best. Uh, and he's acknowledged again as the best all-around athlete at. And he puts it Miami of Ohio, which is confusing. There is a Miami University in Ohio. And so he goes there for a little bit. I don't know what he originally went to college for, but then he decides, well, I don't want to be a businessman or a gym teacher, which are not your only options. So the way he puts that is interesting. This dude reminds me of John Allen from Biosphere. Yeah. And if there's... One thing I know about dudes like this, it's that they're the best, the funniest, the most talented athlete. There's one thing I know about him. If they don't go to school for a specific thing, they go for business administration. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't want to be a businessman. He didn't. And his father suggests, why don't you go to Scotland and be a doctor? And he goes, yeah, sure, I guess. So he goes over to Scotland for five years, but of course he also takes breaks to go to Europe and go skiing and blah, 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 yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Holidays. Yeah. But then the summer of 1972, you know what he does? What's that? Takes LSD for the first time. Oh, shit. Oh, and of course... And I love that he's including this in his letter to potential voters, which, you know, he doesn't he doesn't think he's going to get elected, really. But I do appreciate his candor and I like that telling people about this. The only the only people that this would help him with are the people who read this and go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right. (laughs) Why are you guys? And they're like, yeah, sure. I guess I'll write your name in. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or just like, yeah, dude. It all happens that way. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. LSD time. He does his his first LSD trip. And I'm quoting him directly. What a trip it was. (laughs) Profoundly beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to get back into the New York. Exhilarating. 
and cosmically funny. I honestly thought I was going to die laughing. I kept seeing on my gravestone the epithet, he died laughing. Needless to say, this only exacerbated my my uncontrollable laughter. Everything, and I mean everything, was indescribably beautiful and indescribably funny. Many of you out there know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I know what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. I I like that he acknowledged that. In there, man. You all know. You know. You know what I'm. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So he keeps doing acid little by little, and each time his mind is getting progressively blown more and more. And in the meantime, he graduates from medical school. And he goes to New York City. Then he changes his mind. He wants to go to San Francisco, the city of St. Francis. For some reason, that's a big deal to him. And he goes over there in his little Lotus Elan, which is a nice car. I looked it up. Yeah, Seems it's like a, a Lotus. Yeah, exactly. And it's I think a that's funny. It's like he's going through his little like spiritual <laughs> awakening phase, and he has this Lotus car, so it's it's perfect. It's perfect. It's, yeah, and it's also yeah. like that's rich guy fast car is a yes. Lotus. That's the that is. That's the cheap go-to for uh, to show that someone's a rich dude is he's driving yeah. a Lotus. Yeah. So, it goes I, over to San Francisco. He does this a residency program as a doctor, as one has to do, at Langley Porter Psychiatric Hospital. And while he's there, he's he's pretty horrified at what he sees, and rightfully so. He sees people getting lobotomies, electroshock therapy. They're not allowed to go outside and get fresh air. They're not, their, their meals are pretty shitty. And he's thinking, hmm, maybe these people would feel better if we approach their treatment and their healing a different way. Yeah. Cause like it can't be overstated that like mental health, in the seventies, uh, for not most as advanced as it is today, history the vast vast majority very misunderstood are fucking horrifying. Oh yes, like this shit, the shit that was going on in bad psychiatric hospitals and even a lot of good ones in 1972, not fucking good. Right, not for not rated FE, rated NFE, rated <laughs> NFA, not for anybody, not for anybody. Like I can definitely see how that could fuck with someone hardcore. Right. Yeah. So it's at this point he realizes, mm, hmm. Whatever maybe, this is, I don't want it. Yeah, I'm, I'm questioning my choices. He's questioning his choices at yeah. this time. And it's also at this time he meets this woman who's 12 years his elder. And she's beautiful. She's German. She's a mystic. She's an artist. She's, from, she's living in the Haight-Ashbury district. And they, they move in together for three years. Her name, is, her name is Ayla, and she's beautiful because... With a name like that, of course she is. Of course. Um, she encourages him. You know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she encourages him to write a book. And he titles it Medicine Today, Healing Tomorrow. And it's all about him taking this step away from allopathic medicine and exploring like, hmm, maybe there's... Maybe there's a different way to do things. And this is when he steps away from allopathic medicine completely, and he begins the San Francisco Medical Research Foundation, which is a confusing name because it sounds very like official and medically, but really what they're doing is they're exploring alternative medicines. 
or what what he calls integrative and complementary medicine, like chiropractic or oh gosh, whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff, whole bunch of stuff. Yes, basically al- alternatives to what the doctor can give you, and. I don't entirely disagree. I think that there there is a certain sense of and my doctor is great. I love my doctor, but you are only afforded so much time, so much energy that you know the person treating you and keeping a record on you might not fully get a sense of who you are, and they might be prescribing you certain psychiatric medications without really having a true understanding of the the totality oh yeah of of what type of person you are so they're they're treating the 15 minute in office uh version of you right. which, which might could not be anybody right yeah. exactly i mean the problem to me with this shit though is like the the alternative medicine stuff it's they don't label it as such like mm. this shit he shouldn't be using so many fancy doctor words to imply that it's medical research, medical research foundation, the San Francisco medical research foundation that implies a very different thing than what he has. And there's a a moral obligation to not fucking confuse when it comes to medicine. And so I, I think there's a slippery slope when it, when it comes to exploring new avenues of doing things and breaking apart from like, I don't know, I guess the mainstream and exploring like, well, hmm, maybe there's other ways of understanding things. Maybe there's different tools that we're not exploring yet when it comes to treatment and when it comes to preventing illness. And so how do you differentiate like what's harmful and what's not when you're just sort of like playing with experimental that's not stuff. And the that's thing not is what I'm saying though. Yeah. It's not that I don't believe that these things are valid to, to look at. And, and like people say that like energy healing and Reiki and shit works for them. I've never undergone any of that, but like, sure. If enough people say it, like, I'll, I'll believe you until it like, doesn't, and then I'll say depends it depends what you're me. trying to treat. It definitely depends on what you're trying to treat, but it also depends on what you call it. And you can't call it a stand in for mechanic work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It needs to come with a disclaimer. Right. And in that disclaimer needs to be in what you're calling it from the outset. You can't oh, yeah. be naming in such a way to convince people that you're competitive. That it's a replacement, an, a, real, for- a, a replacement for a fucking tried and true or not tried and true for, for the mechanics at the fucking hospital. But one also has to question how dedicated to his medical degree he was. Yeah. Because here's, here's something to consider. Going to med school is not an expensive no. Usually you walk away with a lot of debt. Yeah. And it's a lot of time that you have to dedicate to that degree. Yes. So to be able to decide just a couple of years out of school, meh. Yeah. Like I'm going to do something else. Yeah. I don't have any debt. Fuck it. I'll do something else. That is a very privileged position. Right. Especially to when, just be able to choose. Especially when you're one of the few people who gets the privilege to get trained in that way. In the right, right, right. And he mentions in this letter, oh, I went to the best medical school. I'd, I had the best training. So you had a responsibility, sir. Right. Mm. But he doesn't like what he sees. So he steps away from it and he chooses I to explore a, a different avenue. And at this point, he's introduced to a Kabbalistic teacher that's Kabbalistic with a Q, not with a K. And do you want to explain why that's yes. important? 
So that there's three different ways to explain uh, to spell Kabbalah. There's with a C. There's with a K. And there's with a Q. Oh, the Q. Q. <laughs> I know. It's not the best letter. <laughs> right now. Not right now. It's um. Not the most. Not the. It's a pretty popular letter it's right a now. Low tier letter mm-hmm. as far as connotations go, um, but it, not in this case. So there's historical Kabbalah, Jewish Kabbalah. There's, and that's with the K. Right. There's like Kabbalah with a C. And I might that, I might fuck this up. So I'm not going to. C gonna, is the Christian version and okay. Q is like the mystical well, version. Well, yeah. Q is the Golden Dawn, the Hermetic Kabbalah. Right. That's um, Alistair Crowley, Arthur Edward Waite. Like all the people that made up uh, what we call Western magic. Uh, they practiced a philosophy called Hermetic Kabbalah, which grabbed as much from Jewish Kabbalah as it grabbed from everywhere else. So it, yeah. it can't be. Don't mistake it for the actual Jewish tradition of Kabbalah. It's a diff- spelled with a Q. Right. We're talking Crowley. He spells it with a Q, so that's how I know that it's a different. It's different Kabbalah than the K, which At is least, very interesting because Adolf Orenstein, he's Jewish, and like it also means that part of his bookshelf looks like part of mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. And I don't doubt that he went through like this intense sort of period of spiritual awakening. And this is like pre-internet too. Yeah, so yeah. all he had to fuel all of this desire and Which, awakening is books. It should be said. We don't know what that feels like. No. We do not. We do not. So his Kabbalistic teacher, he helps, helps Dolph. David. D.B. Ornstein. No, he's yes. not cool enough. He's not cool enough for that. <laughs> to realize what he has to do, which is to live in a houseboat in Sausalito, California. <laughs> which, interestingly enough, the waterfront there is, it's kind of known, actually, for being an artist's paradise in this time in the 70s. It was like a place for cool people, sort of beatniks to hang out and share yeah, yeah. drugs. And if you don't know... I learned this this week. Beatnik. Beat. Meaning like, oh, I'm so beat, man. Like, you know, you're so tired. You're so worn out. Like, you're you're poor and you're fucking beat. Like, you're tired. And the Nick part, like Sputnik, like you're out, you're in outer space. So Beatnik was sort of an insult to be like, oh, these fucking like stoners that are so, you know. I always thought it was just the jazz beat. I, that too. That's definitely part of it too. Where'd you learn that? I watched this documentary called The Source. Oh, about the Source family? No. Oh. <laughs> no, about the Beat Generation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. And it interviewed like a whole bunch of people. It like. Ooh, I didn't, um, oh, shit. I didn't know that. So. Yeah. Okay. Word. I had no idea that's where Beatnik came from. Right. So apparently in World War II. Sausalito, which by the way, when I think of Sausalito, I think of the type of cookie. It's like Pepperidge Farms has a cookie called the Sausalito that I think has like like pecans in it and like white chocolate. It's delicious. It's called Sausalito cookie. A variety um, of like lunch meat turkey. It's also called Sausalito turkey. It's spicy and I used to love it when I was a Oh, okay. It's not good. Don't try it. Oh, okay. uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sausalito Waterfront, World War II. It's transformed into a shipyard. And it, it's it's used for ships. Yep. <laughs> Once the war is over, though, the Bechtel Corporation that was using it just abandoned it. So this episode passes the Bechtel test. <laughs> so you can stop sending us emails about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought that was good. <laughs> so after the war, it's abandoned. This local shipyard worker who has money to spare decides to just buy the land and all the excess materials and give them back to the returning soldiers and free spirits and say, hey, you want to live on the waterfront? You can. You can do it for cheap, too. Here you go. So oh. it becomes sort of like this hot spot where that's fucking cool. The beatniks and the Bohemians, like Allen Ginsberg, Shell Silverstein, they found refuge on the water, and it was filled with all these really cool houseboats. Like Jeez. some of them are really crazy looking. There's one called the Owl. There's a bunch of different yeah. ones that all are like decorated so crazy. It's actually really cool. No, yo, that's tight. I love it. I'm so down. Cool. I would absolutely have a boat there. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't know. That was like a fun little fact that I found during my research, too. I was like, oh, okay. But also that tells me that he had money, too, to just be like, oh, yeah, I'll buy one of those houseboats. Yeah. I mean, we've established that this man. Yeah, he got he got the money. And now for a commercial break featuring one of the products recommended by David on his website. The dictionary says, an elixir has the magical power to maintain life indefinitely. Is that what the dictionary says? Wishful thinking? Maybe. But maybe there are those who have done just that. The magical elixir of St. Germain is now available to those who seek it. Made available by the transformational alchemist Troika, who drowned at age 10, but returned from death with the help of Saint Germain, Ashtar, and the other ascended masters. Yes, indeed. This elixir is the very same one that Saint Germain created for himself and drank daily. It helped him hold a very high frequency, making it possible for him to live in the same body for over 300 years. This product is not rated Effie for everybody. It is sold in three stages, and you're on the honor system to only progress to phases two and three when you are ready for them. Please make your check or money order payable to St. Germain. We do not accept returns. If the elixir of life does not work, consider an experiment. Now back to our scheduled programming. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, get yourself some elixir of uh, of life today. Magic elixir. That's from his website. He recommends it. The Inquisition continues. It, it does. <laughs> if you know, you know. Saint Germain. <laughs> These motherfuckers, dude. God damn it. These motherfuckers. I can't take it anymore. Okay. So now Saint Saint Germain. Fucking <laughs> I got Saint Germain on the mind. So now David. Yep. He takes a trip to Hawaii to meet up with the Source family, a cult that we'll save for another day. We don't we don't yeah. have time to get into them. Hell no. But but their leader, Father Yod, he has the same birthday as David. They're both born on the fourth of July. Born on the fourth of July. Also, I love that Father Yod. That like yod backwards because the symbolic reversal of things is so important when it yeah. comes to the esoteric practice. Is Father Doi? <laughs> <laughs> well, Yod is um, it's a 
the, the, the hermit is the tarot card, right? It's the old, the, the aged masculine going out to, your, to the cliff alone as the old wizard. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. Even you know, though he's like hand. fucking every, every woman. In yeah, the huge piece of shit, but yeah. <laughs> we'll get to him okay. later. So David goes to Hawaii to hang out with the source family and father Yod. They give him his new name during a sacred ceremony. And this name is Raphael. Cause you know, that's what cults do. They give people new names. Yep. And this is also the time where he stopped classifying himself as a medical doctor and started calling himself a music doctor because he he experienced like the indigenous people of this area where he was in Hawaii doing their dances and their songs and their music. And he was just like so into this music that he realized the healing power that music has. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he, It is interesting to know he... Kept the it's it, it's quite MD, convenient. But for music doctor. Yeah, it's quite convenient that uh, mm-hmm. music doctor and medical doctor are both have the uh, MD. Which That's he, on purpose. Yeah. It's clever. It's cute. Yeah. He's trying. He's being cute. Head of the but, San Francisco yeah. Health Research Foundation. So yep. All right. he goes on to create what he calls uh, celestial healing events. And also health and freedom festivals in California with this guy named Michael. That's his business partner. Half they also Ninja turtles. Yeah, Raphael <laughs> and Michael. It's true. Michelangelo. Yeah, that's, that's. they they start distributing one of the first holistic, and he spells holistic with W H, not just H. Uh-huh. Holistic. Toll. Yeah. Yeah. They start distributing a holistic health catalog that incorporated, you know, some of the finest new age music and biological health products available. And eventually the San Francisco Medical Research Foundation spawned a political party, which was called the Human Ecology Party. And this, this came to be in 1984, but then in 1992, it became the Yes Party. Yes. Yes. And he campaigned in New Hampshire in the presidential primary. They got 700 votes somehow. <laughs> yes. And then he held an event in New York City where he announced himself the New Age president. Yes. <laughs> and, like, okay. So the interview where I heard him bring this up, he was clearly embarrassed by it. He was uh- like, uh... I know. Listen, I know. I wouldn't, I, I don't stand by it, but I did do it. (laughs) (laughs) The new age president. So after that, the yes party finally becomes the light party. Oh shit. Where we are today. How many people are in the light party? You may wonder. 60. 60. That's really low. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably about True, though. Um, well, <laughs> according to David, everybody is. They just don't know it yet. Oh, you old so-and-so. Also, um, we have another commercial break. Uh, I know it seems really soon, but... We have we to gotta, sell out sometime. We just got to do it. Ancient legends whisper tales about the elixir of love. It is said that just one sip will bring your true love to you. Be prepared to fall in love with yourself. As we love ourselves, others will be drawn to us and follow. Love is contagious. The elixir of love is formulated to open up your heart, 
guide you to self-love, expand your ability to love others, and raise your vibe. For just one installment of $45 payable to St. Germain, the elixir of love can move you into the frequency of love and open the door to the golden age. Coming soon, St. Germain's elixir of the seventh ray. Um, I regret to inform you that the elixir of love is currently sold out. Oh no. I know. Is anyway. it okay that we're shilling, we're telling people to pay St. Germain money? <laughs> no one's going to do it. <laughs> I know, but it's, we're feeding the beast. I know. That's fine though. <laughs> no one's going to do it. We're feeding the, um. Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. We're feeding Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Name rascally rabbit. That rascally <laughs> rabbit. Wow. Up your jewel. Seventh ray. <sighs> the elixir of the seventh ray coming soon. I mean, thank God, everyone wants it. Everyone needs it. Everyone needs it. All right. So the big thing about the light party is this synergistic. Seven point platform. It used to only be six, but then David decided that the seventh point was really important. It has to be seven. That's seven the number of yes. Saint Saint Germain, the elixir of the seventh ray. Right, fucking, the seventh golden age. Yeah, which it's a seven. Again, if you know, you know. The fucking jackpot at the goddamn slot machines is triple sevens. Right. So the thing that steals your attention. Yes. Yes. The first point of the seven-point platform, Project Health. And I have a, a handy audio clip oh, of good. him talking about some of the points Folder. of Project Health. You know, mm-hmm. so part, of, part of the understanding now is with the DNA changing, as you know, through the ascension right. process, um, as we move into a, from a carbon-based unit to a crystalline-based unit, we are no longer going to be uh, subject to entropy. That's the shift that's actually happening. The Earth is in a fifth-dimensional world. And what's happening is our bodies are becoming, we're we're basically becoming uh, more and more uh, enlightened, youthful. And the key, the major keys for people now, drink a lot of water, grounding (laughs) to the Earth, working with the breath, Invoking the virus. I'm talking about on a spiritual level. It's Absolutely. all about conscious. It's all about make taking the time. Well, I heard something. Slow like. down. Uh, you know, in light of the fact that we're very, very busy. Hang. You know, I'm a big nature guy. Every time I go out into nature, I'm also I hug the redwood trees. Okay, so I know you heard something, and we'll get to it. I heard something. We will get to it. I pulled it out. We'll get to it. Okay. 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 So there's some very interesting points he makes here in Project Health. Can you and call them that? Yes. <laughs> and when you go to his seven point platform on his website, he has a lot to say about health, but the points that he makes in this interview, and by the way, you're probably wondering who, who that annoying woman is in that clip. And we'll get to yeah. that very shortly. <laughs> Our DNA is changing and transforming from a carbon base to a crystalline base. Well, here's the thing about that, which is really funny. Crystalline uh, means a way in which uh, molecules arrange themselves so that the entire structure is homogeneous. It makes a, a whole, it makes the same shape on the on the macro scale it does on the micro scale, right? He has no idea what he's talking about. This man went to medical school and I dropped out of college to start a folk band. And I'm going to tell you that there is crystalline carbon and that's graphite like in your pencils. So. Right. Drop well, out of college, I th- kids. Ah. 
What he means is we're transforming from a fear-based world to a love and freedom-based world. And our, our earth, by the way, he mentions this in the clip, it's already 5D. We're already five-dimensional, but our bodies are still 3D. So we need to catch up to, to what the actual dimension is. Like, what the fuck is happening? I don't- And also, no, no, okay. hug a redwood, a sequoia, which I recommend highly. Please do. <laughs> they need hugging and drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water. Do breath work and um, in, invoke what? Yeah, that's he the goes, part. Drink water, do breath work, and in, invoke, invoke what? Invoke. Play. Play the clip. All right. Invoking the virus. I'm talking about on a spirit. Invoking the virus. I'm talking about on a spirit. Hold on. Invoking the violet flame. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the violet flame indeed. And Why did you rush through that that way, sir? I mean, he brings it up again later in the interview and they talk more about it. He didn't want to say <clears> it. But he really speeds past it as he part of the project. had to say it. It's, it's important to your it's health. the offering. Yeah. He had to say it. That's the offering to the fucking demon, dude. So this... Invoking the violet. I'm talking about... <laughs> Son of yes. So this clip, it, it comes from... This old hippie couple. We're going to hear from two different old hippie couples okay. that were the only video interviews I could find of David. This one is from Sri and Kara. They live in Guatemala. They do spiritual retreats. The woman in the clip is, I, it's spelled Kira. She pronounced it, she pronounced it Kara. Okay. Um, we don't hear from Sri until later, but Kara really dominates. And she has such a, a strong radio voice. Very strong radio voice. Also, the levels are fucked. Mm. So we're going to compare them to the other couple that I have clips from. Okay. Alan and Vistancia. They have a public access show called Bridging Heaven and Earth. So their public access, Sri and Kara, they're an online show. They have their spiritual retreat. You can go to Guatemala, hang out with them. And the flavor of these shows, they're fundamentally the same, but they they also have, they're kind of different. Alan and Wistancia definitely have a different flavor than what Kara is bringing to the table. So <laughs> I'm just going to- All gonna, those names, most likely to buy what Wistancia is selling. I love that name. I love her. So just so we we have a the dichotomy of Sri and Kara and Alan and Mustancia. Here's David telling Alan and Mustancia on their program about how he saw some seals on the way to the studio to film his interview. All right. I stopped. There's a bunch of cars parked oh on Oh my god. One. That's what he looks like. What all the concern was, and I stopped, and there were about a thousand, Dolphins. thousand uh, sea, uh, whale um, seals. Oh. And I walked through these thousand wheel, uh, sail, uh, sail, sail wheels, and they had these eyes, and they were just looking at me, and I was looking at them, going, whoa, 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 and they were barking back, oh, and it was just such a. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand seal wheels, a sail wheel. And I love how Wistanti goes, Dolphins? No. That's not what he saw. No, his name's Dolph. <laughs> he, no. He thought he saw a bunch of 
a bunch of wheel, seal, seal, wheels. seal wheels, and they all went wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And did you hear that background music that yeah, they put yeah. in the back of their show, too? Dude, this fella has such a strong chin. He, he's handsome. Yeah, in that purebred fucking... Yeah. No, he's good fuck. looking. Okay. That's a chin and a half, man. Right. That brings us to the second point of a seven-point program, which is economic reform, not economic reform, economic. Yeah. And what exactly... So he has his own idea of what the economic paradigm should be, but right now there's this 3D economic political paradigm, and what is that exactly? I joke, I joke, the 3D, the 3D... Uh, economic political paradigm. I joke and say it's all about God, G-O-D, guns, oil, and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that have become the God along with money. Fucking Kira. <laughs> and money. I love it. Guns. Oil and drugs. Okay. Which I guess, and also, this is a little bit dated. This is around the time of like the war in Afghanistan and... Yeah. You know. This is pretty current. It is. Like. It is. He was very big on, like, the the oil thing. We just left Afghanistan this Right. Like, That's true. This is, yeah. So there's a good amount of truth to quite a bit of what he preaches, but it's also packaged in these very sort of, like, mm, trite, uh, mm, Simplified to the point of being meaningless. And I mean, I just, the act that is being put on in this clip by the interviewee. The interviewee or the interviewer? Our interviewer. Yeah. The act that's being put on by the interviewer, Kira, where she's like, (laughs) it's like, ooh. Yeah. So has, has, Economic reform, of course, is, you know, some of the interesting points of it. Uh, it all has to do with, of course, caring about the earth more. Right, right. Which I totally back that, yes. yes. But then some of the stuff is like return to the gold standard. Wait, what? And I'm like, uh. So we should return to the currency that requires fucking mining? Yeah. Precious metals in a really destructive fucking industry. Okay. Yeah. Economic. Yeah. Great. Great, bud. It's very weird. So when you go to the economics section of the lightparty.com, there's a lot of very interesting links and it's all links, by the way. It's just his, his website is basically an archive of links to crazy shit. He's just Which like, makes it a fun website. Right. Oh, I got one. I'm bringing up next week. That's exactly the same thing, Matt. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, economic reform. Okay. He promotes this idea, enlightened capitalism. Okay. Like, capitalism's not bad. It just has to be more enlightened. It's very interesting, blah, blah, blah. And we don't have to talk about it too much. Bringing us to the- Suffice to say, this man's never read a fucking economics book in his goddamn life. (laughs) It's a lot of crazy links. (laughs) Point three, project peace. Gold standard is not good for the fucking- it's r- environment. Like, like come on not, now. It's fucking silly. It's very silly. Point three. Yeah. Project Peace. <laughs> pretty much um no more war. Sick, bud. Yeah, we can we can pretty much like breeze right past that. You get it. Project Peace. You know what it is. Awesome. No more war. Yeah. 
Point four, Project Light. So he talks a bit about what Project Light is on the Bridging Heaven and Earth show. That's with Alan and Wistancia. The other thing we talk about, Project Light, which is a which is a movement <laughs> towards a sustainable global mm -hmm. solar hydrogen economy. On our website, we've, we're, we're building and working with coalitions to let people know, for example, the Japanese are making a tremendous movement to, to, tremendous. to move off the addiction of fossil fuels. If we don't do it, the Japanese, it doesn't matter who does it, the Japanese, I, I predict the Japanese will be the first <laughs> 21st century society because they know they're totally vulnerable to the volatility of the Middle East. I mean, one of the things we just did um, in our networking as a joke to lighten things up is... Uh, we just awarded Saddam Hussein the Solar Energy Man of the Year Award. No. What? I, I know. Joke to lighten things up. I like, let's hear how they respond to this joke. Do okay. they get it? Because I don't know if I do. I mean, one of the things we just did um, in our networking as a joke to lighten things up is uh, we just awarded Saddam Hussein the Solar Energy Man of the Year Award. A little. Okay. Everybody get yeah. it? It's a joke. Okay. Because we were getting. <laughs> That's so uncomfortable. It doesn't sound like everyone gets it. Dude, the way he like. It really doesn't. Also, I don't really get it. I mean, no, it's. Why is he the solar energy man of the year? Because he bad guy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Dude, so, the way he like nods and smiles and grins, like the, he he does this really he, weird. Right. He does this really weird like fucking. He's like, uh huh, yeah. And you're like, it's really funny. Ah, I'm yeah. telling a joke. It's right. I don't get it though. <laughs> so, so Project Light is all about sustainable energy, which I can get down with. But again, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But we should. It's be doing a good that. goal. It's a fucking great goal. It's a great goal. But you got to be attacking it from reality. Right. Point five. Yes. Artainment. That's Art right. Artainment. Not entertainment. Artainment. Sounds like the guy from Three Musketeers, D'Artagnan. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> what is an artainment? Let's see. Go to his. He used to have a website, artainment.com. It can no longer be reached, <laughs> except through the Wayback Machine. It's a wonderful machine. Yeah. Basically, artainment, it's a new art form, it's evolutionary revolutionary and it serves to actualize human potential through the masterful synergy and synchronization of sacred mandalic art sacred geometries and exquisite natural imagery and beautiful music so he basically he pairs music that he likes with fractal imagery and mandalas so that you sit there and you watch it and you kind of become hypnotized by it <laughs> I like infotainment better. He just took art. Artainment. He just took art and entertainment. It's creative. They're fun. I fell asleep to them a couple of times this week, at least. Like, his music selection isn't that bad. There's some music that's pretty good. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of just like relaxing music that you put on in the background. But it's not anything groundbreaking. No. 
I don't know. Is this legal? He just takes other people's music and puts them. Cut the mic, cut the mic, cut the mic. And puts them on DVDs and sells them. Oh, he's selling DVDs. Okay. That's different from what we're doing. Yeah. Like DVDs um, with other people's music. And then I guess, I mean, he'll explain it, how he does it. Now, I don't know if you're going to bring this up, but one of the parts of his platform that I saw was that he wanted a public television station that beamed entertainment into the into the living rooms of every American family. He did that. He did display some of this on public access, which would be so crazy to see. Like, imagine you're like flipping through the TV and you're like stoned and you suddenly flip it on. Cause like the imagery is pretty trippy. I will say that. I, so if he was, if he was president and there was a public station beaming this shit into the living rooms of all American families, I can't help but wonder if St. Germain's at the helm, if this is some sort of mass hypnosis of the species. Yeah, right. By the demon god St. Germain. <laughs> That's the image I'm getting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's Alan from Bridging Heaven and Earth, who we have not heard from yet. Okay. Here's him uh, talking about attainment to David. It's a process, obviously. So, I mean, this this uh, tape you have <laughs> oh my God, is Alan. incredible. Close encounters of the fourth kind, right. an, an ascension, ascension experience. experience. Right. An ascension experience. I mean, it's it's an incredible tape. I mean, oh, I've been queuing you. up a lot of it, yeah. so I've been watching. Well, a this lot is of transformational this media, and what that is something. What is I've it been, called? Art art <laughs> which is an integration of the technological evolution with the biological. What we've done is bridging heaven and earth. It is, and it, it brings you right into the moment. And when you watch it, it creates. Hopefully people begin to realize what the message of that film... Well, they experience it. It's an experience, experience. of oneness, of right. beauty. But more importantly, <laughs> these images actually open you to, um, okay, well, to the universal comes. mind. Here okay. it comes. It's an experience of oneness and beauty, you know. And then they watch it. I like how he's wearing a pure white suit, too. Yeah. Oh. So then they just let it go on for a while. Dude. I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it at all. That's and then here's them when they just get done watching it. Fucking terrifying. Let, let's see how, how it's changed them. What was their, you know? You can see it, listener, but um, I'm freaked out right now. Isn't that incredible? It's well, we'll have another from one hell. later on. I mean, oh, they'll have another it's, it's one. Another one. It's part of the same... Uh, or attainment tape that now what do you, you video 60 minutes is it 60 I mean, minutes do you, <laughs> do you do that do you design i mean I've do you been, do it on a computer i mean how it, i've been working with some very advanced artist friends we've been working on this for years. i mean computer it's computer done. yeah these are fractals and some right. have been hand and i produce i pick the music and i yeah basically yeah, it's the really car. far out yeah it's very so, amazing if you really watch it from the beginning Oh, it's transformational. Transformational, huh? Yeah. As we would like to to say to you now that we're having. Right. Very advanced artists. Very advanced. So I don't disagree that music can be very medicinal, very transformational. Of course. It certainly can be. And it can be a very powerful meditative tool. Of course. The videos are fun to watch. I'm concerned about one thing and one thing only. What is that? The demon god Saint Germain hypnotized people and turned them into slave soldiers. Yes. He he does have a few attainment videos that are captioned I am Violet Flame. Yes. Saint Germain, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. You know. It's a Trojan horse. It is. Slides its way in there. 
You didn't see those visuals, listener, but that was a kaleidoscope from hell. Kaleido- very kaleidoscopic, yes. Okay. So number six of the seven-point synergistic platform. Yes. The Global Peace Center. And there is actually an NBC segment about this. So let's go through that. We'll pause, but we want to commentate on it. Yeah, yeah. In just two weeks, California voters will be hitting the ballot box. And in San Francisco, they'll be deciding the fate of one of the city's best-known landmarks, Alcatraz. Supporters of San Francisco's Proposition C want to see the island turned over to the city, the prison torn down, and a center for peace built in its place. NBC 11's Christian Captain has a look at their idea for the future of Alcatraz. Alcatraz Island, once home to a federal prison, now one of the most visited tourist destinations in the Bay Area. But backers of Proposition C have a vision for what the island can become. Okay. Okay. Is this where you would imagine a global peace center to be? No, it makes no sense. Yes, this is a very creative choice. It makes no I sense agree. Like, I feel like we just have to pause and acknowledge that. That point six is very creative. I, w- I could see an American criminal justice center. Something like that. Right. Or just reform, you know, something like that. Something like that. Global peace center. Yeah. Not buying it. All right, go on. Yeah. Go on. On the San Francisco ballot would direct the city to look into acquiring Alcatraz with the purpose of building a global peace center on the island. The measure is backed by members of the Light Party. I understand people think it's woo 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 woo, but was the Parthenon woo woo? Was the Parthenon woo woo? The great uh, Buddhist temples, uh, you know, in in, uh, in Burma, woo woo. The beautiful <laughs> temples that are India, woo woo. I mean, we need to understand about the power of spirit, genuine spirituality. Uh, there's nothing woo woo. Okay, good. Go, I to, my, okay. go to my folder of audio clips. <laughs> I made sure to pull something. I made sure to pull something out of that. Okay. You'll know which one it yeah. is. I understand people think it's woo, 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 woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, oh, woo, 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 woo. Now. This is the first of his like this is the first sentiment that I actually understand sort of I think in that yeah. like we shouldn't be afraid of building something majestic for purely uh, spiritual reasons you know was the Parthenon what were the was the Parthenon woo 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 was no the, honestly though actually I act, like I agree with that now I don't think all of these beautiful piece, monuments like yeah. you, you know, know. We don't build those like we used to we we're not building fucking why should it just be like there. a you know a gray little prison island yeah I can, why shouldn't we transform it into something beautiful I I kind I'm kind of alright with that okay right. yeah keep got a woo 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 it woo. shouldn't be Alcatraz though. There's nothing woo-woo about spirituality. (laughs) Dr. David said the idea for transforming the island came to him decades ago, and that it's time for San Franciscans to make a decision about the future of Alcatraz. Would you like to see an old prison out there? Would you like to see something that's really beautiful and aesthetic? Have that whole thing lit up at night. I mean, I've driven over the Golden Gate Bridge so many times just to see it lit up. It, It would just light up our spirits. San Francisco's Republican Party has come out against the proposition, calling it ridiculous and saying it would draw attention away from important issues. Feel good 
uh, measures like this take our eye off the ball in terms of serious responsibilities that we're facing in terms of the economy, which we're experiencing at this very moment. In fact, the Republican Party has used the Prop C supporters website That's against the them, Master urging picture. voters to check out the website backing the idea. Oh my God, it's entertainment. <laughs> For their part, city yeah. leaders have stayed the Alcatraz quiet on the conversion experience. saying only that San Francisco can't afford to get into the business of using city funds to buy Alcatraz. In San Francisco, Christian Kafton, NBC 11 News. Okay. Now back- okay, so what this is, is the demon god St. Germain subverting our experience in order to get us to worship at a prison, which is what it is, is it's um, intentional. Okay, law. okay. So what it's all about, according Building to David, is converting a place of pain and suffering into a jewel of light. It's all about activating and raising consciousness, and David will clarify that even further. Same clip, what? We're moving from a point of profound unconsciousness to a place of progressive consciousness, and that to me is an opportunity to use our creativity, our technology, bringing art, science, philosophy, religion into a integrated whole. By clearing the negative energy, we will actually shift the vibrational frequency of the Bay Area and therefore serve a very high function of shifting the whole frequency and Alcatraz will no longer be a place, a negative feng shui, that'll be actually generating positive energy. So now we're in a new age, we're in the Aquarian age, which is the age of spirituality. Interesting enough, what's around San Francisco okay. is so here he's, he sounds pretty crazy. Also, I mean, the age of Aquarius is most more likely a, a age of information technology rather than spirituality for like, that's just how it works. But anyway. So to clarify further on where he got this idea. Well, he had this vision of domes on Alcatraz after a beautiful musical festival on Mount Tamalpais or shortened Mount Tam. Mount Tam. Which this festival he organized in 1978 with his business partner, Michael. Welcome to Tam, America. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) After the festival was over, he was hanging out on top of the mountain. They were looking out and Michael turned to him and asked, what's next? And David smiled and then all of a sudden this vision came to him where he he saw this peace center on Alcatraz. And he knew it was like an upload into his mind. Yeah. So the question is like, does he really think that this can get done? Like how serious is he about this? Cause in that last clip, he sounds like, he sounds pretty delusional. He sounds about it. Said. Um, but then when you listen to him talk more, he, I don't know. It's very interesting. We are basically putting out a vision, an idea, a possibility, a probability to activate, to challenge, to put out a statement that we're coming of age. All the great things that have ever happened throughout humanity is because somebody or some group or somebody's had a great revelatory idea that has shifted consciousness. It could either be in the arts, it could be in science. History proceeds, evolution proceeds through the transformation of consciousness and powerful ideas. 
so that I don't entirely disagree with. Okay. But this is a silly idea. Check this shit out. So from the start of learning about the I am stuff, we've seen this pattern of activity where what this religion does is it's hypnosis. It tells you something that you're already feeling and then gives a different explanation for that. It's the same. It's the same thing I experienced when we did the hypnosis exercise in our Halloween special mm-hmm. where I was feeling a certain way. And then you confirmed it by saying, you might start feeling this way. We might be able to do this. Yeah. Right? And remember with, uh, you know, with Guy Ballard, with the trick, with the using the music playing from the other, from the skating rink next door and say, you might hear a certain sound coming from the heavens, but it's just the jazz coming from the skating rink next door. Yeah. Oh, and then with the violet flame itself, that blue light that you see during meditation. Yeah. Right? Like these are things that you you experience. And like, I get the sense, the distinct sense that what's happening with David is that he does want to help the, want to do good things. Yeah. He does. Like, yeah, like you've been saying, I do get that, but he's, he's felt this ease of he's felt this light and love and all this stuff throughout his privileged life. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the line, something showed him that that thing he'd already been feeling was because of this other thing, this yeah. other reason. And that's the, that's the dark side of, of, of this. And the, do you know, do you know what I'm getting I at? I think he has, he experiences so much joy and so much peace just from like imagining the possibility of this thing existing and of this reality existing where everything is peaceful and like everything abides by his seven point system and everyone realizes like oh shit the thing that we need to do is care about the planet and eat well and take care of each other and Right. Uh, meditate and you know all honor the earth and and uh, and coming from an extremely privileged background but like he, it's never going to happen but like coming from an extremely privileged background he got to spend his whole childhood in the water his family probably ate very well right he got a great education and so he's had all these things that made him experience joy yeah and then he gets the lesson he learns is not that he was better off than most people are, so that's why he feels better about the world. But it's that, well, it's because he was so, he had this special light inside of him, which, you know, we all kind of feel like we do. And it's this special light that you have to give people, but that's not actually the the information. It's not actually the thing. And so you get this thing of people really trying to, because they have so much love in their hearts, because they want things to be fucking better, it just spreads this ray of delusion because it never yeah. actually gets to the heart of things. It's just like, it found a shortcut that doesn't do anything except spread the shortcut. I don't know. Ah. Well, he, I mean, clearly he finds a lot of comfort in like this vision and he's very attached to it. Like, oh, this would be a really meaningful thing. If this is, we, this is all a lot. Forgive me. I'm, I'm just having yeah. thoughts over here. So he has a further explanation of what's going to be at the peace center. The dome uh, that we envision, it'll be an interactive multimedia center. (laughs) We'll be bringing in very high level sound acoustics, laser technologies. It will be a dome of celebration. It'll be a dome architecturally that represents the harmonics of peace. That's right, folks. Harmonious dome. (sighs) 
that dome will be called the harmonium. And do you want to tell us some of the other things that are going to be at the Peace Center? Absolutely. There will also be a pyramid-shaped international conference center for nonviolent conflict resolution. <laughs> That's all we needed all along. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were missing this whole time. Um, you also got a statue of St. Francis alongside of a Native American sculpture that welcomes all to San Francisco, all to the San Francisco. <laughs> cool. Same, it's just, okay. A Native American cultural center. Cool. Sacred sanctuary. You're going to butcher that, dude. I don't trust you with that. Uh, sacred sanctuary. Is I like, know. Like, oh my God. No, I don't trust you. You're not. <laughs> That's a- why this can never happen for real. You're not allowed. It'd be a disaster. <laughs> like. <laughs> okay. Because, because of point five. Yeah. Sacred sanctuaries that include a medicine wheel, a labyrinth, a Tibetan Buddhist stupa, and a harmonic sound garden. Harmonic sound Just fucking, I just, they're all together. Yeah. It's the same room. Okay. Uh, An Alcatraz museum commemorating the history there from pre-Columbian times to its recent history as a federal prison. Why is it that? You gotta have a museum there too. Okay. I know, it's so weird. (laughs) This dude really hung on to Alcatraz. He loves San Francisco. It's a monument. Which is such <laughs> a, a weird place to love. Yeah. I'm, I've never been there. I don't know. I can't talk shit about it. Yeah. I've never been, to never been there either. All right. <laughs> shit, I'll talk shit when I've been there. Right. An international showcase of green energy technologies. All right. Once we achieve them, sure. once we put them into practice, finally. And a bird sanctuary. Because why not? Because the Birdman of Alcatraz. A fucking movie and shit. That's like a, that's a thing. Yeah. Was, there, was a, there was a prisoner there who kept a bunch of birds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah. be a bird sanctuary. Yeah. So yeah, that's point six. The Global Peace Center in Alcatraz. That's the Global Peace Center in Alcatraz. Yes. And point seven. The most unnecessary thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. I know. <laughs> and it's kind of the thing that, that, that like spawned this, this whole entire thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know. It's Point intensely seven. silly. Yeah. Project Ascension. Project you know, we Ascension. Have, we have Project Peace, Project Light, blah, blah, blah. Project Ascension. This is the spirituality portion. Yes. And here's where we're going to hear from Sri. Sri and Kara. Yes. For the first time. Because, you know, the whole thing about... David's spirituality is this idea of the Buddha Christ consciousness. Buddha Christ. The idea of this oneness. The Buddha Christ. There's only one being, and I know you know this, Sri, right? There's only one being out there, correct? Uh, You're talking to him. (laughs) You're talking to him. Mm. I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him, too. You're listening to him. We are one. We are all one. Do you feel it? So Project Ascension and, oh, the colorful history and associations with that word that we won't get into right now. No, we don't need to. We've heard it. No, we certainly don't. Go back and listen. But basically, you know, and point seven is within, it's like the center point. Yeah. The whole thing. It's the whole fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and David has a very interesting view of mental illness. Which plays into spirituality. All right. I'll tell you a funny little story. My friend who I work with, who I do my editing with, um, 
great good friend. Uh, he's got his issues with his his, his immediate family and his um, his siblings, and they're all acting very strange and bizarre and erratic. This music. And he's commiserating with awful. me and telling me about the latest this, this and the latest so that. This visuals are so hypnotizing too. Crazy, and this one is going off the deep end. And, and I, um, I said, Fisk. I said, you just you just need to understand one thing right now is that most people at this time are mentally ill. And he just started roaring. I didn't say it as a judgment. I said, people are just mentally ill. Now, why are people mentally ill? They're confused because people have too much information. The mind becomes confused when there's too much input. And you have all these different belief systems competing for what the truth is. Literally, the mind just blasting you with fractal images and like all the this. Anger what the fuck? And projection. That's what you see in the political discourse. Here. Everybody's angry. Not everybody. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. Okay. What? No one's seeing what I'm seeing in this moment. <laughs> Men in tan suits with fucking masks, face masks on. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. What just? I'm glad you can experience this what too. What the fuck? I experienced that earlier, and I was like, "Whoa!" Everything about this is so wrong. That video really blew my mind. He's talking about. Fucking fucking up people, driving them mentally ill with too much information as he's literally bombarding you with Blasting. these kaleidoscopes. His website like, is like this is too much information. That's insanity, dude. Yeah. I don't like that at all. And at the end of the video, he says, um, well, you know, I deal with a lot of information, so I have to do cleansing. And one of my deepest prayers is that I never become an intellectual. Great. Cool. I what love the, that. Jesus Christ. Like... Seriously, go back and listen because we've been covering where yeah. this particular strain of awfulness comes from for a while now. Uh, what the hell is going on here? Right. Okay. That's point. So point seven, all about like ascension, all about. I mean, you. You, you fucking know. We know. You know. You God know. God damn it. You know. You know. <sighs> okay. Find the calm within me. Yeah. Yes. Of course. There's a whole 9-11 section of the website. Well, you knew that was going to show up. Yeah, a whole 9-11 truther section, which we don't have to... You know what's there. Y yeah. And But the fun part of that is that there's an artainment video posted to his YouTube titled, The Cosmic Christ of the Violet Flame, the Lord St. Germain, which was posted on September 11th, 2019. Hmm. I love that. Like, just a little... Payment. Yeah. Payment. 9-11 didn't happen. St. Germain video. Yeah. I love it. It pays in delusion. And it, or not that it didn't happen, but that like what we were told about it was a lie. It's a hoax. I mean, something, fucking, something weird happened, but that's... Right, something, but... Something fucking weird happened. I mean, so, I don't so, disagree. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. I don't know what I know, but... It, yeah. <laughs> but you know something's weird. A, yeah. So those are the seven points. I and don't think he has my vote. <laughs> no. I'd rather vote for D's nuts. D's nuts. <laughs> I'd rather vote for fucking well, oh my god. Limber butt McCubbins. Limber butt McCubbins. Limber butt McCubbins has my vote. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not done. Talking about Sri and Kara. No, I, I, I figured. Yeah. So on this call, 
that they have David on where they're interviewing him. They're also interspersing it with callers that are calling in to have mini soul readings from Kira because, you know, she can read your soul. (laughs) She can read it. Um, She sees it all. And I just thought that this call that happened during the episode, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Should we just roll it? Yeah. This woman calls in Sophia from California. And brings Sophia from California into the into the show. Well, namaste, Sophia, and thank you for being so patient. Thank you. I am so excited because you are three of my favorite people in the world. I'm the <laughs> singer. I've worked with you before, you guys. But I, I love you all. I'm so excited. I'm, in fact, I'm... <laughs> I'm going to cry. Oh, Angel, we love you so much. Yeah, Sophia's very moved. What? So she calls in to have a little quick soul reading. Um, they, they love her. She's crying, and they do know her. She's a musician. David knows her. In fact, Sri and Kara know her pretty intimately. What do you mean? Let's play the next clip. Uh, I was actually introduced to Sophia's music through Shri when we first got together. It was he used to play the albums all the time, it her CDs. A, it, I think it was a tantric moment. <laughs> it was a wonderful <laughs> moment, <laughs> and and so beloved angel. That's my job. Yeah. So um, <laughs> they were intro uh, at least. Kira was introduced to Sophia by fucking to her music. Yeah. Played it all the time. So that was an unexpected treat when I was listening to this episode of of their show, which I would never have listened to otherwise if Javid was not being interviewed in it. I mean, like I said, there's 60 people in the light party. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, and if you're wondering, Sophia gets her soul reading and she's, told by Kira to spin around outside in the sun and, you know, alternate the direction that she's spinning and that's going to help her claim the Merkaba of her divinity because, you know, out of nowhere your Merkaba (laughs) could just be fully activated. And by the way, the logo of the light party is a Merkaba. If you don't know what it is, look at them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm a little drunk. <laughs> you fucking are. You son of a bitch. No, I'm keeping it fully together. Yes. I mean, these people don't have jobs. I. <laughs> this is their job. Their job is to just be like weirdos that do this and support yeah, other weirdos that do this. No, and they're like, rich. There's enough people that <sighs> that enjoy submerging themselves in this fantasy and this lifestyle that. It'll keep you afloat if if you want to play into it. If you don't have anything better to do. If it's what you want to do, I guess. He heard our wishes and desire for an elixir to raise us even higher to the seventh ray frequencies of the coming golden age. That's right. The elixir of the seventh ray, it's come. Oh shit, is this a commercial break? He heard our calls and he answered. You didn't even know. I just transitioned into it so smoothly. You're in du- That's right. You're hypnotizing me again. It's Troika St. Germain. 
<laughs> Our planet is raising her frequency to ascend into the higher dimension of the golden age. Only people who are of the same frequency will ascend and experience the golden age as their reality. In this higher dimension, everything is based upon oneness and love. The elixir of the seventh ray is formulated to raise your frequency and vibration to these higher frequencies of ascension and mastery. The violet flame can transform and heal lower frequencies, thoughts, and emotions into the frequency that will open the door to the golden age. The elixir of the seventh ray, along with the violet flame, will help you reach that frequency. Now rewind 60 seconds and take a shot every time I said the word frequency. <laughs> So, <sighs> who's Troy Saint Germain? <laughs> you know, she drowned. No, in four words. Stupid, idiot, God damn it. dumb bitch. Okay, fair enough. Is she like New Saint Germain? Is she like the feminine aspect of. No, she's. I, I I'm mean, sorry I asked. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Her. Her brief bio is not brief. She, you know, she talks about how she's she's been contacted by Kuan Yin and the Blessed Mother, whoever that is. And, of course, like a, a boatload of archangels and beings of light. And she died in the ocean and blah, 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 blah. Yep. She's amazing. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Troika Saint Germain. Definitely not the name she was born with. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. You get that elixir of the seventh ray if you want. I do. Only if you've done all three phases of the elixir of light, though. Because otherwise you might not be ready for what the elixir of the seventh ray has We already heard this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. You know the deal. Yeah. And David sponsors this. Yeah. All sponsored by David. He's really just a shill for this. And so he's a shill, and these people that he's been interviewed by, like Sri and Kara, I have their website open. And this is this is pretty much how we're going to close out this episode, is talking about, mm, I wouldn't call them grifts per se, because these people totally, absolutely buy into what they're doing. This yeah. is their lifestyle. This is their belief system. I'm going to call them useful idiots. Right. David really hasn't done anything wrong. But so Sri and Kara. Hasn't done anything right either, though. <laughs> Sri That's and Kara. Right. Their website. Uh, they offer. Their website is really just it's such a hodgepodge, which so many of these websites are. They'll drive you crazy. You know, there's stuff like. Claim your free yoga of self ascension ebook. They do their video radio program, is what they call it. I'm gonna post some of these video clips from these artainment uh, songs on our Instagram because um, you really need to see it to understand how how scared I am. You do. Sri and Kara do a mastery mentorship program. They do events where you can come to Guatemala and do like a spiritual retreat with them. And then, so Alan and Wistancia, Alan passed away in 2014, but they are doing these. 
And he seemed, he looked like he lived hard. <laughs> they honestly, they seem fucking cool. Like they, I don't know. I could get down with them. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. They didn't. So they're doing these and their website is heaven to earth.com. They do cruises. I would go on a cruise with Alan Westancia. <laughs> right. And they, they have big names in the UFO community, like do these cruises. So you can kind of sign up to do a cruise and hang out with these like UFO people. And I'm like, all right, I get down with it. Yeah. Well, no, cause it's important to remember that like Alan with his cool glasses and Mustancia with her cool, her cool dress, they just have their show. They didn't, they didn't laugh at the Saddam Hussein joke. At all. They were like... I don't think they got it. Yeah. And it's the same thing as like the the dude with Peter St. Germain. Or it's the same thing as the dude with Peter Mount Shasta. Yeah. The interviewer on the like the Swedenborg uh, podcast or whatever, uh, Boot at the Gas Pump. And he was just like, it's that same type of awkward silence when one of those things slips in. They're like, uh, wait, I I just thought you were part of the club, man. And then right. you're going to go say something but like no. that. Like, so that, yeah, that's definitely a thing. It's, 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 these are outliers. Yeah. Right. So really what we have here is like, I don't know, a cast of characters kind of living in their own fantasies and making as much income as they can, I guess, getting as much mileage as they can out of their odd beliefs, building up a system of peers, I suppose, people they can network with. I mean, I'm going to say we have a case study in a, a, a real case study in what the Ascended Master teachings looks like in practice. Right. In a way we haven't and had this before. And this is absolutely a prime example of that. These are not leaders of this thing. These are not. No. This is just a fucking rich dude who went weird with medicine and then like ran a right in and came residential candidacy stuff. as people do, as like a Vermin Supreme does and shit, which you do, which I'm going to do. I promise you. Um, yeah. But he's, it's being used by this philosophy of thought that uh, we found to be just so wonderfully primed to turn into this Lovecraftian horror show. And his it is. website is full of it. It's oh, yeah. It'll such, drive you nuts. It, it truly, it's an octopus with many tentacles that go out into weird websites. And you can find the, the Galactic Federation on there. Oh, yeah. You can find Ashar. It's six Find degrees all, of Saint all Germain. All sorts man. of weird stuff. Six you could find a lot of Saint Germain on there. So, how do we think this relates to the tarot draw? Because I have, I have a thought. Yeah, tell me your thought. Okay. So, the, one of the first names of his political party was the the Yes Party. Yes. Right. <laughs> and yes. The the tarot card we drew was the Ace of Wands. Yeah. Which is. A sort of unqualified action and impulse, the first breath of creation before it gets filtered through the rest of the things that make a thing a thing, right? Yeah. It's yes. It's the great cosmic yes, just the impulse. And like, I mean, I don't know if I really need to spell it out, but we just see so much impulsivity and just like, yeah, that's the way. Yes. We're just saying yes to anything without a regard for whether uh, that thing is it healthy is, or not. Because so right? many of the links on his website just lead to absolute bullshit right so you just like say, yes, really crazy stuff yes it's yes anding yourself into fucking madness yeah he's right? like oh you're another a uh, free thinker like me yes i am cool oh yeah 
I'll put your website on my website. Yes, please I'll do. link to you. We're yes. friends. We think similarly, even though like they might be total grifters. Yeah. Just say without any like filter or any discernment or anything. It's just, yeah, yeah we do now without thinking. That's my Huge, interpretation. Of- just brick of, of links. Yes. Yeah, of yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's my interpretation of the Ace of Wands in regard to the light party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can dig that. Yeah, I like that. I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. And I'm sorry. I don't mean to be an egotistical asshole. Like, yeah. They're really just bastards. Uh, I think that about does it for this one. Yeah, I think that about does it. Uh, we had a saga recording this episode where we didn't start till very late because whole bunch of it's true i left my phone on top of my car and i fucking it got flung off and i spent like three mm. hours looking for it inside the right it's a I got crazy it. time it was a crazy time i found it though yes it all worked out but now it's by the late. grace of god by the grace of well we don't saint germain we don't know who we don't, <laughs> we don't need to speculate on that yeah <laughs> all right guys well uh thank you for listening follow us on all the social media stuff trying to get better at all that you can find us yes. on twitter you can find us on instagram tiktok and all the wonderful all those places wonderful, wonderful things where we're trying to make more stuff so yeah thank you again i love you be well peace out <laughs> <laughs>